good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Good to welcome you today, another broadca- uh, podcast for this week, and we are continuing our discovery of the journey of our Lord as he makes his way to Jerusalem in preparation, uh, really in anticipation of his death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, it must have been a very somber time. I I know for a fact that the Bible seems to indicate that the disciples that were following him really had no sense of what was getting ready to unfold in our Lord's life, that uh, his entire purpose of being born into this world uh, some 30 years before, 33 years before, was about to be fulfilled in its entirety. As a matter of fact, uh, the entire Old Testament was about to be fulfilled in the ministry of Christ as he's getting ready to go to the cross. This was, I think, I think, a constant occupying thought in his mind that this is what he had purposed to do and nothing was going to sway him from that. And we can all rejoice in that and be grateful for it today that there could have been a time, he said, when he could have called 12 legions of angels and they could have rescued him. But because of his uh, compassion and his desire to do the Father's will, nothing could dissuade our Savior, from doing exactly what he came to do. And so we rejoice in that today. If that alone was the podcast, that would be a marvelous encouragement for us this morning. Uh, As you listen to this podcast, I really want you to try to focus on exactly what's going on here. We are following Jesus. He has begun his, uh, this uh, this, this, uh, switch in his ministry where he's preparing to leave Galilee. He's been preoccupied in that ministry for so long and his headquarters in Capernaum. He had gathered numerous disciples around himself. People were attracted to his teaching and his ministry. And yes, there were those on the fringe that were also attracted to the miracles that he did, the feeding of the 5,000, the healings and so on, the demon possessions that were so prominent that he dealt with while he was there. And so a number of disciples had gathered together. Jesus preaches that thinning the herd type sermon where he preaches on counting the cost of being his disciple, that it was going to uh, not be an easy road, but it would require sacrifice uh, and not and, and a lack of comfort. Uh, and so you can read that in uh, chapter 9 of the Gospel of Luke. We're finding ourselves moving from chapter 9 into chapter 10 today. And the passage that I want to focus on is is one that I think uh, is obviously it's apropos, it's it's pointed, it's where it's supposed to be, it's there for a reason, and so I don't think we can pass by it very lightly. If you've been a believer for very long in walking with the Lord, you probably have been taught by your pastor or by a spiritual mentor in your life that part of our discipleship with Christ is serving him and going about with the good news, preaching and teaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God, calling people to repent, calling them to uh, um, uh, request forgiveness from God on the basis of what Jesus did on the cross. So you're familiar with evangelism. You're probably familiar even with the preachers encouraging us to be participating in that. Well, We really take our cue from that in the ministry of our Lord. After preaching on counting the cost in Luke chapter 10, you have an extended passage of scripture that 
tells about how Jesus went about doing this in the sending out of 70 ambassadors or 70 missionaries that were going out to be able to preach in the villages all around where Jesus was traveling. And in doing so, he set the precedent for what God's people ought to be doing. By repentance, we came through faith in Jesus Christ. But then we are to serve him in giving the good news out to everybody around us. And of course, the question that ought to prompt, uh, that should be prompted in our own hearts is, are we active in doing that? Uh, I'm encouraged by Genesis chapter 10 because Genesis chapter 10 gives a list of nations emphasizing the unity of humanity and uh, the need of the human race to receive redemption and forgiveness. And so now the Lord is sending out his disciples into the world and challenging them to be faithful to him and serving him in giving out this good news. And I think the challenge for us today is to to look at this example and then to examine our own lives and make sure that we are being found faithful in doing this to the best of our ability. Not everybody's called to be a missionary in the sense that we go to some field somewhere and get our living from that field, but everybody is to be a missionary in the sense that we are to be constantly looking for opportunities of divine appointments to bring people to Christ. That's emphasized by the Lord in Luke chapter 10 in verses 1 through 24. It's quite a long passage, and there's no way I can do deal with all of that in a brief podcast. But suffice it to say, let me read these first three verses. Jesus was saying these things. After these things, the scripture says, in other words, it's setting it up for a new event in this journey of the Lord. So as we travel with him, we hear him say, After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he would, uh, he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest." Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Uh, we'll stop right there for right now. This must have been something that was exciting, albeit maybe a little daunting for these servants of the Lord. We realize when we realize that these guys were simple fishermen, some of them were not professional communicators. But they were men who had a message. They had heard it preached by Christ for so long now. For three years, they'd been in his service. And Jesus is emphasizing that this is exactly what he wants them to preach. This new covenant that Christ has made. Uh, the future evangelization of the Gentile nations is all wrapped up in this commission that the Lord gives these 70 disciples. We learn from this passage that something that's helpful for us when we go out and serve the Lord, when you're serving him right now, where you are today or at your workplace or in your neighborhood, wherever you might be, please remember that you are to be salt and light in this world. And if you're a believer today, remember that the responsibility, the onus is not on you to save a soul. It is the work of God, but he calls us to give the message. That's important because it says there that uh, pray to the Lord of the harvest, that harvest, of course, of souls who would place their faith in Jesus Christ. And the work of his disciples, the work that we are 
we are called to do under the providence of God is a wonderful privilege in this new salvation history that that unfolds in the Bible. That this is for the first time uh, an opportunity for the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises that God would, would bless the nations of the world through Abraham was to be fulfilled. And do you note that there's also a sense of urgency there? Boy, if, if, if the disciples sensed uh, urgency in the voice of the Lord when he sends them out at that particular time, how much more urgent should we also understand God's call to go out and to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to be laboring in the fields um, that are ripe for harvesting. Do we believe that today? We're trusting in the Lord. We're asking Him to give us um, the, the fortitude, the courage, because it's, it's sometimes difficult when you're testifying of the Lord's grace and mercy in your own life. But we are to depend on him, to rely entirely on God. He said in verse 4, I didn't read it, but he said, listen, you don't worry about stuff you need to bring. You're told, they're told they're not even to, to uh, wear sandals, uh, carry neither purse nor script nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. In other words, be be focused in what God and what the Lord is sending you out to do. Well, there's a lot that's in between that and the verse 24, but I would say to you this, if I were to sum up the passage, uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, as our master, has called on we, his slaves, his bondservants, to go out and to be faithful to him. And there there are three ways uh, that God gives, that the Lord Jesus gives a blessing to those who will obey him. He says in verse 16, he that heareth you heareth me, he that despiseth you despiseth me, and he that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me. In other words, when you're going out and testifying of the gospel, giving a track, inviting somebody to taste and see that the Lord is good, you're a chosen emissary of God. You are his ambassador. Don't ever forget that. And you come with the authority of Scripture. Secondly, in verse 20, it says, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice, not that the spirits of the subject are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Uh, because of a disciple's faith and service, your name is inscribed in the book of life in heaven. The disciples came back rejoicing when they gave their report to Jesus. And he said, listen, it's more important for you to rejoice, not that you have these victories, and that's good, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Because at third, uh, the third thing that I want to highlight as I close is that in verse 21 through 24, there is a special blessing in that we have received the revelation of the apex of all of God's truth that elevates us above the prophets and kings of the old covenant, that we're children of God, even greater than John the Baptist, because of the revelation God has given to us. This good news, boy, I hope that you're actively working on that. Don't keep the news to yourself. Don't hide it under a bushel, but set your light so that it might shine to all people. God bless you today. I'm praying for you, asking the Lord to use us. Time is growing short. It is certainly urgent. Uh, and the Lord has sent us out to testify for Him. Be found faithful and serve.